0: The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Yay, I got Katie Dowbell on a podcast, which is super awesome. I've tried to pin down Katie a gazillion times and I finally 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 got to interview her and it was amazing she's so sweet so humble so down to earth and I really hope you resonate with Katie as much as I did she is someone that I adore check Katie out at katydalbout.com she is a writer that has been published by Hay House amongst many other accomplishments that she has so stay tuned listen to the end So, super excited, you guys. Today, I have Katie Delbout with me, and she, I found through actually listening to her podcast, and also, I think a friend said to me, you know, you really got to connect with Katie because you two would really love jamming out together. So, I've been, like, chasing her down for the past six months. I'm like, must have Katie on something that I'm doing And so finally got her and so excited to have her here. So welcome to the podcast, Katie.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I'm glad that we finally made it happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm super glad. And I'm just happy to hear your perspective because, you know, I've listened to your podcast and I know you have a book out too, and I just can feel your authenticity and realness in everything that you do. So I'm Really excited to hear what you have to say about what being a goddess means to you, what owning your own divinity and light means to you, and how you really rock that and being successful in your life. So, might as well just like jump into the meat of the conversation. But, like, what does a goddess mean to you?
1: Oh my goodness, I have no idea. It's a lovely word and sentiment, but I don't know. I mean, I like it and it sounds like a delight, <laughs> but I don't know if it's something that I like actively, you know, it's not really a word or phrase that I, I use in my life, but I don't know. When I think of goddess, I think of someone who like is super free and open and feminine and takes baths and eats like fruit and, is in the sun and like really warm and happy and healthy. And I mean, that is definitely something I would love to embody. But I think in reality, my life is not that at all. You know, I think in reality, my life is, you know, I love self-care and I prioritize that. But on a daily basis, that doesn't look like baths and chocolate covered strawberries. It looks like getting myself to meditate twice a day and being productive and going on walks and being around the people I love and getting to bar class and writing my thoughts down and going to therapy and doing all the things I do that make me feel like a person. And a lot of that is, you know, having a clean space, staying really organized, doing the things that I know make me feel good, which I think you probably articulate as like feeling like a goddess.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly right. I think that it's so interesting on what everyone's take on, embodying a goddess is and I think for me it's something that just calls me forth in stepping into a space like you were saying this this space that's super decadent and super luxurious and super rich but there's always a fear and I think that there's many days that I fall short of like fully embodying it but I think it's something that can really call us forth to stand in our highest self to be like our most, you know, fully expressed best self that we can be. But I love that you kind of hit on like, but there's many days that like, I don't fucking hit that, you know, like I just fall a little short or I do things that make you feel good. You do things that make you feel good, which I also think is awesome. And I think that it's refreshing that for like the ladies out there to know that like, there's no such thing as, fully being a goddess all the time or fully being perfect all the time. And however you do it, you know, like for me, some days just changing out of my yoga clothes into something nice or going to get a coffee for myself, like that's embodying it for me, you know? So I like the little examples that you gave as well. Yeah. I think
1: it's different every day and just being nice to ourselves is a message I constantly want to share and hear myself.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. And when it comes to that, is there anything, you know, I think that something that wouldn't be in alignment with being a goddess would be having thoughts that are like really judgmental or criticizing ourselves. And I find a lot of the ladies, especially that I work with, they constantly have those kind of thoughts running through their mind. Is there anything that you do personally that supports you in like releasing that kind of thing if it comes up for you?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, first of all, not beating yourself up that you have the thoughts in general because you will, and I do, and always will, and that's just being human. And it makes it worse if you start to beat yourself up about it. So I think just acknowledging that, first of all, and then, you know, doing things to become aware of it, whether that's, you know, something that makes you watch your thoughts is through mindfulness. So whether that's, you know, when you're in the shower, when you're driving, or when you're just doing one thing at a time, we go through life unconscious and really busy so much of the time. So, you know, I think if we can focus on one thing at a time and focus on what those thoughts even are, I wrote a book about journaling. And in my book, I I said this, but we have 60,000 thoughts a day. And a lot of those are repeat thoughts. They're thoughts we think on autopilot, on repeat, that might not even be true. They might be things we picked up like Velcro as children or as teenagers or as young adults that someone said to us or we overheard or something that was true for someone else, but might not be our experience. And we've taken it into our psyche and we think it on repeat and it might be damaging us, you know, because I think our thoughts become our reality by way of you know, what we focus on grows is what I believe. And I believe that when we think a thought, we tend to act a certain way because of that thought, because a thought creates an emotion in us and through our emotions, our feelings, that's where we take action. You know, so if I'm, if I think a thought, like I'm not good enough in some way, or I'm ugly, let's say, then that makes me feel, feeling ugly makes me feel sad, low, terrible, right? And from an emotion that's sad or angry or terrible, the action I take is probably not a very productive one. So then therefore the actions we take become our reality, become our life, become our choices, become our careers become our decisions become our successes or our non-successes so if we can be aware of those thoughts it allows us to work backward and change the course of our life and so to give a positive example of that you know if i'm feeling like i am beautiful or like i am abundant or a positive thought that will create a positive emotion and with a positive emotion that creates you know space for me if i'm feeling beautiful and inspired, I'm probably going to take action that is very different from if I was feeling love. And with that action, my life will look very different. So, you know, I think awareness is the first step to change. And I think awareness of your thoughts can come through relationships, meditation, mindfulness, journaling. My book is 55 tools for awareness. Basically journaling is the biggest way I personally do this, but you can do it lots of different ways. And I think you can do it by seeing other people feel their feelings and seeing, listening to conversations, you know, I know podcasts are really helpful for me with this or going to movies, watching movies. I think it it's whatever allows you to feel will allow you to be like, why am I feeling that way? And kind of work backwards with the thoughts you're having in your mind.
0: I love that. Cause you make it so tangible. I'm a really visual and tactile person. So I always say like people would say to me, oh, Melane, just let it go or turn it over or uh, surrender. And I'm like, what does that look like? Like, what actions do I take? What's the tangible step by step process? And I love that you kind of gave this. Okay, so if you're having these thoughts, then they're then triggering emotions, which then generate actions and the actions are either empowering or disempowering you. And then that's becoming your reality. So it just is such a easy breakdown to really backtrack to what thoughts are coming up. And I always say too, Katie that I can't think my way out of a negative state or into a more empowered version of myself. I have to act my way into it. So, you know, for me, once I identify, then I'm like, okay, let me dance. Let me, like dancing or singing is like, puts me immediately into like a better state. Or let me go for a run or let me go for a walk or let me go have ice cream with my girlfriend. So I love that you broke it down like that. And I think that like for me, I know I didn't really share it, but for me, embodying a goddess, embodying my own like light is just trying to be the best version of myself. And again, I fall short sometimes, but what does that look like? And I think that we give ourselves a better chance when we do a process like this to really identify what's going on because you might not want to be taking those actions and you might not really believe that you're ugly, but those thoughts are going on because, you know, they're a pattern or a conditioned behavior that, you know, got ingrained in your subconscious. Yeah, exactly. So tell me when it comes to like your success, and I know that you've been pretty successful in your life and you're pretty young. And I love that you're so successful at such a young age and not that I'm like that much older than you, but still. So what do you think like has supported you to really be successful and allow you to really be fully expressed? Or do you think that you're fully expressed and living in your highest self the most of your life or do you struggle with that? Well, first
1: of all, thank you for saying I'm successful. (laughs) That's really nice.
0: (laughs) and um, and all
1: relative for sure, you know, you're very successful as well. I definitely don't feel like I'm fully expressed. And I don't think I will feel that way ever. You know, I think constantly longing. And I I heard on a podcast today, I was listening to that the thing that connects us all is desire for something is longing is the word that they actually used. And when you don't have that, that's kind of how we get, uh, sociopaths right or that's how we get people who lack empathy is when you have everything you want you know they they likened it to Donald Trump you know like he has gotten everything that he wanted so you know that can maybe he de- maybe doesn't have a desire you know and I don't know him I don't know that and I don't want to be- get political but that was the example they used in the podcast and then you know they were saying that like a you know just having this shared, thing that we all experience, which is desire and wanting to grow and wanting to move forward, connects us all. and, and I, I really like that sentiment. I, I think that's that's lovely. And I think at the same time, my favorite Jim Carrey quote is he says something like, "I wish everyone would get rich and famous and get everything they wanted. So they realized it doesn't bring them happiness. And I think that, that that really speaks to it too. So it's like having desire and having something you want is good. And wanting to grow is good, but also knowing it's okay if you want to just sustain. I'm in a period of my life where I have a lot going on and I'm not really growing and learning and creating all that much. I'm just kind of sustaining what I have. And I know, you know, I'll I'll be in a different season of my life eventually and, and that's okay. So I think, I don't know, Deepak Chopra defines happiness as divine discontent. And he says that because it leaves room for the creative impulse and i've always really enjoyed that as well that definition of happiness because i think that little impulse for growth and change and desire is what it's like to be human you know i think enlightened people lack that but i think being human it's it we have our wants and needs and those connect us as human beings and i kind of love that so i don't know that that's where i'm with it but i definitely don't feel like i'm I have moments where I'm like, oh, wow, I had to work really hard, but I was my best self. But most of the time, I don't feel like I'm being my best self. And I even have moments of awareness where I'm like, oh, come on, Katie. Like, did you really just scroll through Instagram for five minutes unconsciously? Like, it's not the end of the world, but it's like, that was not the best use of me. You know, like, I never leave a session of that being like, that was time well spent. You know, like, I just... (laughs) I don't feel that way. So knowing, and then there's also other times where I'm like, I am tired. I'm feeling like I need to just zone out right now, and I'm going to do this intentionally, and I'm going to stare at my phone for a while, and that's just what I'm going to do. And I haven't been on it all day or whatever. And this is this is what I want to do. And then that I feel fine about because at least I'm aware. And that maybe I'm not my best self, but I'm not my worst self, you know. And there's other times where I'm just like trying to distract myself. So I'm looking at my phone unconsciously or I'm turning to food or a relationship or something else to cope with my reality, and I do that, you know, more than I would like to, definitely. Also like I'm trying to not judge myself when I do do that. I'm trying to not be like you're so terrible, you're so bad. Why did you unconsciously look at your phone for longer than you wanted to when you could have been being productive? Or why did you eat when you weren't hungry? because you were just trying to like, not feel a feeling, you know, I'm just like, well, that's what I did. We all do it sometimes. And it's fine. Let's just move on. You know, instead of like, being like, well, I just ate all that. Why don't I just uh, eat some more? Or which is okay, too. You know, like, I don't think anything's wrong with that. But I also think it's like, or you can have a moment of awareness and be like, now I can shift. Now I can pivot. Now I can choose again, instead of like continuing down the rabbit hole of like, Well, you're so terrible. Why don't you keep being terrible and just let the cycle extend instead, like sending myself some love and be like, you know what? You did that thing. You just, you, it's an old pattern and that's okay. You're not worthless. You're not a monster. Have some empathy for yourself, just like you would a friend and move on in a better way. And
0: that's what I try to do. I can't hear the ladies listening but I think that they just all were like "Ah, ha ha sigh of relief like Mm -hmm. sweet she speaks my language because the I love your realness which is why you know I wanted to have you on because I love that you're so super authentic and your answer I like I don't know what she's gonna say to be honest guys it was like super unpredictable but I love that you were so super honest about it and I love everything that you just said Katie because it really is it's truth. Like it's your truth and and the reality is that oh god I didn't even think about the moments that I'm scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and oh yeah that might that actually isn't my highest self in that moment. And I also love that reflection of you know when when you do choose things like maybe it's numbing out with food or or maybe it's binge watching Netflix or maybe it's a relationship whatever it is. There's two rabbit holes to go down. The one that's like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough. I'm bad. Like, I'm so bad. Why did I do this? I'm a bad girl. Or just like, oh, okay. Like, that wasn't like the greatest choice, but okay, moving on. You know, like just, I just, in that whole summary of what you were saying, I heard a lot of acceptance. And I think that that's a big piece that a lot of people forget. You know, like we have this awareness. Okay, I'm aware that this is happening but then skipping over and just going into action or beat up mode. And I think that acceptance piece really helps to support you being able to have the freedom to step into, you know, your highest self. And the other thing that I really loved is that you give yourself permission to be in a state of like sustainability, you know, for just being able to be and in the art of being, which by the way is an art that I'm, still in the process of mastering because I'm more of a doer, but like in that space of being is where so much juice happens. So like, you could just be like sustaining and being and like having, you know, a yogurt or something one day. And like, all of a sudden you get this massive inspired download that like is your next book or something. I don't know. Cause you gave yourself permission.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said, that part about sustaining rather than growing I think in the personal growth movement it's constant to want to change and grow and move forward and I want that too like we all do but it's okay to just take ourselves off the hook and be like I don't have time for that right now like I'm not in a state that I can do that like I mentioned to you earlier I'm in the process of moving and i I also, you know, have a lot of work and life things just happening. And my therapist actually is the one that said that to me. And she gave me all this kind of like life homework to ponder and think about and do. And we had a session recently where she was like, How, how's that going? And I was like, terrible. Like I haven't done any of it. And instead of her being like, you know, you're so terrible. You're so bad. Or, you know, obviously she wouldn't say that she's a professional, <laughs> but instead of her being, you know, hard on me, she was just like, Oh, that's okay. The homework isn't going to work right now. And you'll get to it when you get settled and that's okay. You have to be, you're in a season of your life where you're just sustaining and you're not growing and that's okay. And, and hearing that, you know, felt like a, a hug for me. So I've kind of been preaching that everywhere lately.
0: Mm. I love that, Katie. I think especially working in this kind of like transformational world, and I'm sure you could probably relate a little bit. I love I'm a sponge. I love information. I love reading. I love books, but I can also like overdo that. And I think that there's a point. It was funny because I was just on this walk yesterday and I like to walk without music without anything it's just me and nature and like that's it and i had this moment where i was like someone one of my friends he sent me like this um i don't know workshop or whatever online he was like yo sign up for this this would be so great for your you know your sales process blah 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 and i'm like oh yeah and then i was just like no i don't want to actually i just want to like be and stop like having all this other information because it's starting to dilute my message, like, wait, 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 let me like connect with my message and who I am and what I want to do here. And so, yeah, I think, I think sustaining, it just is giving yourself that permission opens up more space to actually just live. And I think that especially in this world, we, you know, now with social media and all these different things, we can start like running down a path and get halfway down and like not even know where we are anymore. So I think it's just, Like, good on you for taking that permission. And, like, that to me is being a badass goddess. Like, that to me is, like, you know, being in your truth and just owning it, even in moments where you might feel like you're judging yourself or someone's judging you for it. Like, you're just owning it. And I love that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) There's a couple of things that I always ask the experts. And I didn't prepare her, guys. So she might be a little surprised. But what is one thing, Katie, that you that's like your spiritual woo woohoo item? So whether it's like it could be a practice or an item, but something that you just love and you think would support the women out there. A self-care practice? Yeah, like I say spiritual woo. So like for me, I love essential oils. I love crystals. I love sage. I love meditating. What is it for you? Do you have something that you like?
1: Sure. I love all of that as much as the next guy. I do TM meditation which I love, but I think or works for me, I'll say. I guess I'll share journaling just because that's kind of my main thing that I will take every opportunity I get to talk a bit more about journaling because like I said it's been such a important practice for me in my life and to become aware of my thoughts and my feelings and, and my reality. So I, you know, I wrote a book with journaling exercises. There's 55 of them in that, but just letting out my thoughts onto the page and being really vulnerable and real and unfiltered more so than I can be in life with other people, because I think we all fear judgment a little bit or we slightly filter because on some level we all want to be liked. And that is just a practice that you know I don't do every day, but when I do do it, I feel better. And I try to do it as often as I can or when I need to process something.
0: I think journaling is super important. And definitely for me, a spiritual experience, I have to say, because sometimes I go in with one intention of what I think might come out. And when I look down at the paper, it's something completely different. And so... When I read the book, The Artist's Way, that like really changed my life and started to do the morning pages. So I definitely am a fan of journaling yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, there's a tool in my book based off of Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way's morning pages. And I just, mine's a little bit more guided with a bit more questions, but I completely love that and agree.
0: Morning pages are the, are dope, but I gotta say that are I, I still am like resistant all the time to doing it. And when I'm resistant to something, I know it's probably somewhere I should lean in a little more.
1: Yeah, right? Isn't that funny how that that's so annoying? You know, <laughs> like, too bad it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's always funny how that, that's the case. I know. It's like a lot of
0: times when I go to write it, Katie, I'm like... I hate this. This is dumb. Why am I doing this? I don't want to be writing. I'd rather be doing something else. And then all of a sudden it's just like breakthrough, you know, then it's like, but really what's really going on is that, you know, and then something comes out, you know, but it's just getting past that, whatever comes up that like morning dump. And then, yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of journaling. And what would you say is one book aside from hers guys? Which I will also post in the show notes. What is one book that's really changed your life?
1: Ah, uh, so many books. I we mentioned the Artist's Way already. One book that really, really changed my life recently is Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Have you read it?
0: I did. It's really
1: great. Yeah, I, I really. There are so many really great things about creativity in that book that really made me feel. Like I was someone worthy of making things and putting good work into the world. And that, you know, was okay. And not only okay, but crucial to my health and happiness and like creative contribution as a human was important to me developing, you know, like I love that and I love her. So I'll say that book really changed my life in so many ways. I could talk about it more for sure. I saw her speak when she came to Detroit and that really was changed my life in so many ways. I'll give another one to Jen Sincero's book. You are a badass. I really, really love it. Kind of, she's such a beautiful writer and just such a tactful writer that she articulates things that I've accumulated and read over the past five years of my life and personal growth into like one beautiful package that talks about body image and career and money and relationships and family in this and spirituality in like a beautiful package all in one place. And so that book is something I revisit often. I've listened to it multiple times, read it and, uh, want to be reading it right now like I love it so much it's so it's so comforting and, and cozy to me yes
0: yeah. yeah, and want to be reading it right now it actually literally is on I'm reading a couple of books currently I always have like a couple that I'm reading at the same time and one of them happens to be hers so very cool that oh you cool that. yeah yeah I haven't finished it but I'm I'm liking it thus far so it's awesome
1: is it that one or her new one
0: no, it's this one. You are a badass. And then I have her oh, okay. yeah. I have a couple other books that I'm rotating. But yeah, I actually got it from my partner, Ryan, and he wasn't reading it. And so I just was like, mm, maybe it wasn't meant for him. Maybe it was supposed to be me that's reading this. So I just moved it from his side to mine. Oh, cool. <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah. She just came out with a new book called You Are a Badass with Money. And I have it, but I haven't started it. It's something I've been really looking forward to starting.
0: Love it. Funny, because I actually have her book. And then on top of that one that I'm reading is called Busting Loose from the Money Game. Epic. Hmm. Really good. Far down the rabbit hole, but a really good book. Nice ah katie well it's been a pleasure chatting with you i love your honesty and your realness and i really appreciate all the little nuggets that you gave the ladies today and really supporting them and living an authentic life as a goddess
1: (laughs) oh thank you so much that's super sweet and i think you're amazing thank you so much for having
0: me you're so welcome and if the girls want to connect with you the ladies want to connect with you where can they find you what's the best way to do so
1: I'm just a a Google away. Um, Katie Delbout is my name. That's also my website and Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. It's all that. Um, But my book is called Let It Out. And my podcast is also called Let It Out with me. So if you just search that in iTunes, it should come up. And I'd love to, to have you listen.
0: Yay. Thanks again, Katie. I so appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. Hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. Katie's amazing. Be sure to follow her. Go listen to her podcast, Let It Out. Caring is sharing. So I share all about all these lovely ladies that I have on here, all these amazing goddesses. And she definitely is one in a million. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with your friends, your family, your loved ones. And hit me up at Melane at malainelee.com. Let me know how it's going. Love you lots. Bye for now.